Welcome to the uh, Smashing Security Preview Show. Indeed. <laughs> I don't know. Have you heard this, Jav? I, I downloaded the Smashing Security podcast. One, you know, very unpleasant guest I wish I didn't hear. Yeah. Um, but two, literally a repeat of all the stories that we covered last week. Unbelievable. <laughs> Un- it's like lazy research. That's all I'm saying. Well, yeah. I called it efficient and Graham didn't say a word. So, I mean, and, and, and he... <laughs> He heard our, our previous episode because <laughs> he mentioned it. Of course. Uh, basically, it's like it's like uh, when a consultant, you know, a partner leaves a consultancy and takes all the secret sauce to another consultancy. That's exactly what Tom did last week. Yeah. Oh, hardly. Come on. What? Let's. <laughs> I tell you what. Why don't we just make this episode, as you say? Here are the stories that you're going to hear about on Smashing Security next week. You're listening to the Host Unknown podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening from wherever you are joining us and welcome. Welcome one and all, dear listener, to episode 180. 184. Mine's got a much better ring to it. Um, yes, welcome. We're doing well. Yes, I, I have just come off my uh, brief stint on the Smashing Security podcast. I tell you what, they know how to run a tight ship. They do. Yeah. Like they can produce like an hour show in ten minutes. They can, they can. I mean, it's they it's all that sponsored good. content for a start. But uh, but uh, yeah, it was it was um, it was easy. They plugged in their microphones and it just worked. Jav, I mean, here we are. What recording an hour later? Um, it was it was it was quite incredible. Quite incredible. But talking of dysfunctional technology and and equipment, Jav, how are you? <laughs> Welcome uh, to our special guest, Javad Malik. <laughs> Happy New Year, guys. Or sick note, as to we call too. him at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So no, I um, I entered the new year with a with a terrible cough and uh, everything, which I picked up from my son, and yeah. who's had it for about two months, and he's done a course of antibiotics and everything, and it wasn't getting better. So last week we spent an entire day at the hospital. He had like swabs chest x-rays, blood tests, temperature, everything. He had the full works done. And uh, it came back and they said that, oh, you've got um, microplasma, which is basically uh, standing pneumonia. Oh, microplasma, um, because that that sounds like, I don't know, one of the Transformers or something. I know, I know, it does. (laughs) And it's it's a milder form of pneumonia. It's called standing pneumonia. And I looked at him and I said... The doctors said you've got standing pneumonia, and he looked at me from his wheelchair, <laughs> trying to process the statement. Anyway, God. so anyway, I've got that's what I've had as well, pneumonia, right. standing pneumonia. So uh, I've uh, started my course of antibiotics. So I'm a lot better this week than I was last week. Thank you so much for your concern. I received your Get Well Soon cards and flowers and chocolates <laughs> oh, and everything. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's an absolute pleasure, mate. It's an absolute pleasure, mate. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Uh, Tom, I'll send you the cash. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, New I Year, I thought I'm going to be like a, a lot nicer to you two. I, I'm just going to like, you know, be a generous and caring 
boss of so this you, podcast. <laughs> so do you promise to come on the show as our guest I at not. least once a month this year? Oh, right. Oh, you're right. Yeah, that kind at of least coming once on a the month. show. Yes, yes. Okay. I will come here, oversee you, give you moral support. Is that That's right? You know how, like, when uh, Ryan Reynolds shows up to a Is before you fix your microphone? Game, it's a bit... <laughs> I'm Sorry, not touching a... anything now, mate. <laughs> it's a bit like what? Uh, Ryan Reynolds turning up to a Wrexham game every now and then, like you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. And talking about um, uh, short uh, people who speak with a funny accent, Andy, how are you? <laughs> they are going to say, talking about the boss. I'm here. <laughs> how are you guys? Uh, do you know what? I'm not, but I've had a fantastic week. It's, uh, it has been busy at work, but... Um, got some colleagues in town from uh, out of town and so oh that's always the, fun uh, for the counselors. evening dinners and stuff right yeah but they like she organized some great events so this week i've um i was at the ceremony of the keys last night at uh, tower bridge we were a special guest of the yeoman warder uh, so we had a tower bridge tour. or tower of london um, yeah. tower tower of london sorry right. obviously um yeah so a ceremony that's uh, nearly 800 years old one of wow. the uh, or, or the longest unbroken ceremony. They've uh, never missed it in 800 years. They were six wow. minutes late one day during the war when the tower got bombed. But um, what did the king have yeah, to say about that? Well, he said, "Don't let it happen again." <laughs> uh, it's in writing, he, he <laughs> they wrote to him. They apologised, and uh, he said, "Okay, no worries, but you know, don't let it happen again." <laughs> Uh, as all good, you know, motivational leaders do. But yeah, um, that's right. yeah, and other thing I did this week for the first time, axe throwing. Which Ooh, was, uh, yeah, good bit of fun as well. Is it good? How did so, did you hit anything? I did. It's that you were supposed to hit, not what you weren't supposed to hit. Oh, okay. Uh, well, that's a different question. That's not what you asked. Uh, no, I did. I I made it through to the semi-finals, uh, and then uh, I lost to a. A colleague of my team, so I'm grateful for losing to uh, one of my own rather than another department. So yeah, <laughs> another department. But uh, yeah, you, you actually don't throw them as hard as you think you need to. No, because that the that's what like the momentum of the heavy head and the light handle kind of yeah gives it's it all the, in the wrist the, action. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's uh, yeah. Everyone acting like they know how is to it, throw axes until you actually. Does throw it feel an better if you it. throw it with your left hand? <laughs> Look, I can talk oh, about God. throwing axes all day on Twitter. Like you know, I'm an expert when it comes to throwing axes on Twitter. But if you no, never actually thrown one physically. <laughs> so pretty much like your day job, you talk about security all day, and you uh, you don't actually do don't actually do anything. anything no, one hundred percent. So talking to people that don't do anything, Tom, how are you doing? <laughs> you say that. You say. I tell you what. This week, I knew it wasn't going to start well because I got back home on Sunday night to find that my bloody washing machine had flooded the kitchen. It was ah, oh, gutted, gutted. But you know what? I worked it out. Did you set out. it to go before you left? Uh, no, no. I just taken some clothes oh, out. Okay. It's a oh. it's a combi dry, you know, washer dryer. Taken some clothes out. Turns yeah. out that we had some water um, uh, 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 leaks around the area, and they switched the water off, and then you have to run it because it's full of silt, etc. Turns out that I think what happened yeah. is one of the the water pumps filter got silted up. And um, ah. basically meant it was constantly running. 
So after a bit of research, I opened it up, got the offending part out. Two hours later. Part and fitted it again. So I feel pretty <laughs> handy, actually. You know, I'm oh, thinking, well. God, I tell oh, you what, if this was Andy, you'd have had a you'd have had a man round. <laughs> I'd have had three man rounds just to make sure it was done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Two for the washing machine and <laughs> one for the plum. <laughs> Plumber, sorry. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, and th that and combined with, um, well, just utter madness generally in the day job, it's uh, it's been quite a week, I have to say. Quite a week. Yeah. And it is actually very late today. I don't think people realise we are. No, we are, as opposed to recording very early in the morning, we're recording very late at night. So uh, if you're listening, uh, just be patient. You won't get the podcast until a little bit later today. Absolutely. So, talking about things that have been delayed uh, once too often, shall we see what we've got coming up for you today? This Week in Infosec exonerates those who were accused of being paranoid in the 90s. Rant of the Week explains why you can't win when you do your job right. Billy Big Balls is a textbook example of how to not fire someone. Industry News is the latest and greatest security news stories from around the world. And Tweet of the Week takes a deeper dive into those metrics that you are constantly reporting. So let's move on, shall we, to our favourite part of the show, the part of the show that we like to call... This Week in InfoSec. It is that part of the show where we take a trip down InfoSec memory lane with content liberated from the Today in InfoSec Twitter account and further afield. So our first story takes us back a mere 24 years to the 11th of January 2000 when newly declassified documents proved the existence of Echelon, which was a global eavesdropping network run by the NSA. So in 2000, the European Parliament's report on Echelon spying um, asserted its existence, proving that people were not crazy, people really were listening on the wires, uh, deemed it unlawful and then called for the UK's accountability of it. Um, oh. So Parliament looked at three approaches. They sort of scrutinised military-run listening stations globally, examined the unclassified documents and considered testimonies from, uh, you know, sort of former security personnel. Um, and they established that there were all these military-controlled listening stations worldwide, including the US, Australia, UK, New Zealand. Well, Five Eyes. All of this. The Five Eyes, as we now know them as. Oh. Uh, all off-limits to the public. Um well, yeah, I mean, it wouldn't. These, it would be a bit odd if it was. If, it would be a bit odd if the public was allowed to enter these places, right? You know, it's like, come on, have a listen. Well, no, <laughs> as in, you know, the the output of what what comes off. And so, you know, they did determine these um, satellites did actually intercept <coughs> civilian communications um, quite often. And there's, you know, they then uncovered there's actually this agreement between the UK, USA, um, and all oh, the rest of the five eyes. So they share. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and so, yeah, it's, it's horrific. All this. So, until, until it got to the point where a subplot emerged. So, you know, not only if you can't trust the people that are spying on you, who can you trust? Turns out they're actually engaged in economic espionage, you know, against each other as well. Um, 
And this is when Parliament, European Parliament, actually then advised companies to encrypt communications. Oh, which, um, interesting. Yeah. Especially, especially yeah. between the UK and the US, I'm, I'm no doubt. Well, yeah, I mean, and even now we're still arguing about US Privacy Shield, right, as to uh, yeah. whether or not that's around. Well, it's on its third attempt um, now, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But oh, yeah, I, I, I get defeated as well. It's, part of me thinks that, you know, we shouldn't be surprised about this sort of stuff. Of course governments are going to spy. Of course they are. And, of course, sometimes they're going to look inwards as well. But it depends on how benign they are and all that sort of stuff. But it's, yeah. you know, the... It's just the gaslighting that goes around. Yeah, it's, exactly. Of course we're not spying on you. Like, you can trust us. We're the government. Yeah. yeah. We're your exactly. allies. Yeah, precisely. <laughs> think More of the, the kids. <laughs> Won't somebody think of the children? <laughs> but alas, our second story only takes us back a mere 15 years to the 13th of January 2009. Uh, and I thought I'd chuck this in because it's uh, topical after the IRA. Uh, what they call them, carcasses? In, uh, carcasses. In uh, carcasses. Carcasses are what carcasses. Trump leaves behind him. Uh, what, what, exactly, yeah, after his dinner. Um, so 13th of January 2009, it's 15 years, isn't it? Yeah, the domain name clintonemail.com was registered. Uh, the very one used for email addresses on the Clinton family's private email server. Uh, obviously, which at the time drew huge controversy when it was revealed that the then Secretary of State Hillary Clinton used it for official communications. <laughs> oh, how we shit the bed on that one back then thinking it was the worst thing in the world. Little <laughs> did we know that not only does the entire Trump administration basically use their Yahoo accounts or whatever, but, you know, even the UK's uh, Home Office, you know, Home Secretary WhatsApp. decided... Yeah, and Gmail and stuff like that, who, uh, you know, it's for classified documents. Um, what goes through so, these people's yeah. heads? I don't get uh, it. I, I don't it's, get it. It's almost like we don't learn from history. Actually, just, just a few days know. ago, I saw the story about the NCA's director, Nikki Holland. She got sacked because she was using WhatsApp and personal emails to send uh, information. In some cases, I think she declassified information so she could get it out onto her oh. personal Was her maiden name uh, Trump? She... <laughs> no, it's here in the UK. Nikki Holland. Um, let me... It's uh, just NCA. Like, we just don't learn. I mean, this stuff is... Do you know what I mean? Like 2009, 15 years ago, and we're still... People are still not following... But at least learn. in the example you gave, Jav, the right... Punitive action was taken. Uh, she, she was sacked from the job, etc., yeah. etc. Et you know, here in you know elsewhere, certainly in politics, nothing happens. Nothing, absolutely nothing. Well, in fact, the uh, Home Secretary tendered her resignation and then was rehired by the next Prime Minister four days later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's ut utterly absurd. Utterly absurd. Anyway, much like the rest of this show. Uh, that was this week's. This week's InfoSource. This is the podcast the Queen listens to. Although she won't admit it. Sh sh shall I delete that one? So close. It could, so close. Was, how about the Queen so of Denmark, close. technically? Yes, that's who uh, we're talking about. Yes, yeah. yes. Or we yes. just change it to say this is the podcast Graham clearly listens to. <laughs>
<laughs> Andy, take note. <laughs> All right, let's move on, shall we, now to... Listen up! Rant of the week. It's such a mother rage! All right, now I know you two youngsters know nothing of this, of what I'm about to talk about, or at least you're going to claim to, but... Uh, um, Actually, this was something that happened for well, started 40 years ago, would you believe? Um, before I was born, before you were born, allegedly. So, yeah. Jerome and Marilyn Murray saw their brainchild reach the light of day, which was in 1984. Their book, Computers in Crisis, was published, uh, and it was became the first authoritative guide to the millennium bug. Remember that. Remember what about the Millennium Bug? What? No, you don't. Of course you don't. I read about it in a history book. You read about it in a is history it, book. It, it happened it just now? after the Egyptians, didn't it? Yeah. Didn't they? Didn't they change it to the O2 Arena then after that? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, the O2 a Bug. Uh, but yeah. um, this was for our younger members of the audience, uh, both of you. What happened was computers back in the days of yore used to store their year date in just two digits, the last two digits. So 71 was always considered 1971 and 82 was always considered 1982. Of course, when you hit the millennium, the the uh, the uh, theory was that when it rolled over to zero zero, uh, it was likely that your system would rem would recognise that as 1900 or 1901, which would cause massive crashes and things like that. And this was a huge deal. Governments around the world were embracing this, sorting things out. Airliners, uh, uh, sorry, airlines were, were suggesting that aircraft could fall out of the sky. Planes would fall out the sky. As the they? clocks <laughs> yeah. ticked over and all that sort of thing. I think it was Qantas or someone like that. Um, who got their, their executives who were fixing it. I think the, the rumour was they made their executives spend their New Year's Eve on, on the planes as they flew over just to ensure that what, you know that they actually fixed it. But it became a massive deal where every single company had to be uh, Y2K uh, prepared. And I remember going through all of the testing in the months leading up to it and rolling machines over, etc. And I had one casualty come January 1st, which we just looked at and thought, oh, fuck it, we're not going to fix that, it'll be fine. Uh, and we all lived, basically. But nowadays, because we live in the world of a, well, a democracy, I would call it, there are plenty of people out there who seem to have this whole conspiracy theory that actually it was no big deal and it was just some big uh you know government or sinister forces at work trying to scare the people so um it's become a byword as well uh, for the overreach of our so-called experts uh, to uh, phrase paraphrase our uh, british government at times and this really pisses me off, having been somebody who lived through it, right, and who understood at the time that it was a big deal, and it, in some cases, 
older computers would fail. I used, to, I used to work in a fairly straightforward environment, but can you imagine, you know, banks with their mainframes that have been they've been running for the last 20 years and all that sort of stuff. This is a big deal. So for me, this is really this annoying. This is this is the whole this is starting to get into that whole, you know, the moon landings are faked type thing. It's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. The the Y2K bug, the Millennium bug, was not faked. It was an actual, real emergency. Now, some people milked it for all they were worth. Consultants making, you know, real coin on the run up, and you know, and the, you know, being paid like fifteen or twenty grand just to babysit computers for a twenty twenty four hour period and stuff like that. Absolute, you know, well, I say shocking behaviour. Pretty fucking standard for many. Uh, many IT consultants, <laughs> right? Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. So my, my friend's dad was a Y2K consultant and he retired after the millennium. Oh, and, wow. Uh, he At the age of 35. <laughs> yeah, in Kent. In Kent. <laughs> was, he, was he the one... Did, was his job going around putting a floppy disk in a computer? That's, that's all they did. Run, that is exactly out, what the they did. They the sticker on it. Yeah. Y2K, Y2K compliant. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what yeah. they did. Yeah. Oh, dear. That's oh, funny, Tom, you, buy a kit. It's funny, <laughs> yeah. Tom, you mentioned, like, banking mainframes and what have you. So if you took out a mortgage, a 25-year mortgage in 1975, when would that have expired? Because <laughs> if there was a problem, the computer would, the mainframe would have fired it out there and then. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I see, I see where people are saying that it was overhyped in many cases. There were some issues, but I don't believe it was planes falling out the sky. Yeah, the, the problem was, I think, it was an unprecedented issue. The two thousand, you know, two thousand and the late nineties were. There'd been a boom in personal computers, a boom in you know computing in the workplace. I remember when I, f I joined one of my first companies back in the sort of early 90s, they were still sending paper memos around companies, right? You know, um, internal post, yeah, internal yeah, post, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. You know, and so and and then suddenly in the space of five years, that entirely disappeared as companies moved onto email, moved. <clears throat> Moved on to computers, moved on to the internet, etc. And so I think the world felt much more vulnerable about it than we do today when we're, we've been living in this world for, you know, well, nearly another 25 years, right? So I think we forget well, I'm, that... I'm Gen Z. I've only yeah, exactly. Well. Gen Z, your, your Gen whatever the next Gen is, um, little boy. <laughs> uh, but... Um, but <laughs> But I Gen think at Alpha. the time it was an unprecedented <laughs> thing that had never, never happened before. And so I think the response was was valid, but like all things, there were some, you know, horror stories of people taking advantage and just slapping stickers on yeah. shit. But, you know, I did like, there's one analogy someone came up with, they said, the bomb disposal teams get this bullshit too. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but but it, but do you know what reminds me of this is the um was it the Boeing Dreamliner, is uh, you know oh, yeah, seven three seven yeah been... the seven three what well, no it's the seven six seven is it the Dreamliner the ones that um, have just been grounded no 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 this is this is their oh. brand brand new plane, 
um uh which it's got bigger windows blah 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 it's it's not a re reconverted thing you know higher higher pressure inside the cabin so less um uh less jet lag all, all that sort of stuff but they found that they had to um they had to power cycle the onboard computers um at least once every 200 uh, flights or something like that, which goes in an instance <laughs> when you're doing like four flights a day, right? Because if it reached something like 227 cycles, they would just shut down. Brilliant. Uh, so it's, it's not like these sorts of things don't happen, if you see what I mean, but, and they no, need no, to no, be taken- No, that's a workaround. Yeah, yeah. Switch it off and on again. I mean, Jav tried it and it almost worked. It almost worked. It almost worked. But that's like saying, like, oh, after every flight, you need to put fuel back into the aeroplane again, otherwise it won't not take off again. It's just yeah, but most aircraft tend to stay and... operational for for long periods of time, as in switched on for long periods yeah. of time. So anyway, anyway. You young people. I don't get what the rant was there. I, I don't know where that you were going with the rant. Whether you say it's very it's a simple good thing or a people bad like thing you or... saying it was overhyped and it's a conspiracy and blah blah blah. Utter bullshit. You weren't there. You didn't live it. And if you were there and you did I, live I... it, which I know you both were, so shut up. <laughs> That's what annoys I, I, me. You I two pretend that it... you weren't there. <laughs> I w no no no. It was my first first year of working and I saw those consultants going around making coin on putting in a floppy disk and yeah. slapping a sticker on it. I'm not saying it's a conspiracy. Yeah. yeah you're putting words into my mouth now. It's good, sir. I, I refute <laughs> that and I expect an apology from Objection, you. Objection hearsay. Yes. Yeah. Net fault beep out. Objection, speculation. Like, I, do, I do believe that there were many people that overhyped it and took advantage of it as we see happening nearly every time there's a vulnerability or a bug of any sort. Yeah. That was just like one of the biggest ones. So again, I do not see where the the disagreement is or what the rant is about. You're starting off a very disappointing to my first episode of twenty twenty four, Tom. I expect you to do better. Well in this week. third week of January. This yeah. might be good enough for when you go and smashing security. This is not good enough for the standards <laughs> I expect of my podcast. Dear me, I don't know. I don't know. It's your turn next anyway. Rant of the week. It doesn't matter if the judges were drinking. Host unknown was still awarded Europe's most entertaining content status. Two years ago. You can tell I've got my sound deck on because I'm getting all the old jingles out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right, Jav, it's over to you now for this week's... So this uh, week's Billy Big Balls is something you might have seen online already from the... Um, from the best website there is on the internet or on your phone these days, TikTok. The best one being that they banned Tom after like 48 hours, which is just like <laughs> the most beautiful thing ever. Um, it was so, a week. A week, okay. 
So, you know, many trends of the workplace emanate from TikTok. One of the one of my favorite ones is like when people talk about their jobs like, "Hey, I'm a you know, whatever X." Of course, we Y2K and then they millennium say some ridiculous bug factor. consultant. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly, exactly. Of course we milk people for money. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <coughs> and um they, you know, they, they do bare minimum Mondays, acting your wage, quiet quitting, rage applying. You know, there's... Um, that sounds like Monday to Thursday so far for you, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a, a lady, Brittany Peach. Pesh? A peach? Peach. Yeah. Peach, okay. Pronounced the wrong way. I mean, you'd think peach would be P-E-A-C-H, but that's P-I-E. E-T-S-C-H. I'd fire her just on those grounds alone. But <laughs> she documented, uh, she's a mid, oh, she was a mid-market account executive at Cloudflare, the uh, the famous uh, internet uh, sort of like infrastructure security provider and what have you. Um, and she caught wind that she was going to be fired because other colleagues had been given had been scheduled these like 15 minute catch up calls with HR and been told like all right as they're going yeah we're parting ways so she set up her phone before the call started and uh, recorded it all from her end so we hear the voices of HR on the other end and her and um, you know it was um of really, it's it's it was quite a heartbreaking call because I think when people lose their jobs when they're fired, it's never easy. Uh, I think it's um, when you when you see them as a person as opposed to a number on a spreadsheet, it, it's never easy. But I think she came off, in my opinion, really well. She she composed herself and she made some very very valid points. So she was like, they were like, well, you've underperformed. And she's like, well, I joined three months ago. I was on my three-month ramp-up period. So the first month is just onboarding. The second month was Christmas. Uh, and January is like the third month. So what are you basing that, that on? And they were like, uh, we don't have the facts and figures. We don't have the exact numbers yet. So she's like, so you're saying I'm underperforming, but you don't have any data. No, we can get that to you. She's like, so why are you firing me? Like, can you tell me a reason why you're firing me? You know? Why isn't my manager on this call or someone who actually knows what I'm doing? You don't know what job I do. You don't know what my stat. You know, it was it was very, very well presented. And I think that was a really big, ballsy move because, A, it's always a hard, hard thing to go through something like that and keep yourself composed. I know I'd probably be like effing and blinding if I, <laughs> you know, I, I probably wouldn't be able to conduct myself as well as she did. But secondly, then, to post that online for people to see... Um, that's also really ballsy because you know that could go south really quickly. There, there are probably loads of people out there. And there are some people out there that would say that the company did the right thing and what have you. But I think the vast majority show that she actually conducted herself really well. Back in the wrong yeah, horse here, Jeff. No, do you know what? My favorite, The fact that HR, every time she asked a question, HR came back with either, I hear you. Yeah. I understand your frustration. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah, uh, yep. you know, well, let me come back to you on that one. And, and she's yep. like, when are you going to come back to me? Like, I'm being fired. There is no there is no other meeting. To, like, you totally know, agree. How with are that. you going to tell me this was based? Yeah, totally agree with uh, that. She, but 
But once got, she re- have you seen the video? I have. Yeah, she recorded the people without their knowledge, and posted it publicly. She didn't show them. Yeah, she didn't. It show doesn't them. matter. She still recorded their voices. They're still potentially recognisable. Um, also, who's going to employ someone like that again anyway? Why would why would you employ somebody one who has publicly shown that who, um, they who can get, make valid arguments, who's prepared to stand up for themselves, valid arguments to, against uh, people who who I, I have to say, Cloudflare in this instance do not cover themselves with glory. There's no doubt about that. It should have been a oh, far, no, I mean, a far more. Like, I'm sorry, what? The CEO even admitted on Twitter that they got it wrong. That they didn't do the process very very well. No, they didn't. They did it. They did a really bad job. They should have just said, as as she said, I believe, you hired too. We hired too many people. We need to let you go, yeah. and we're doing that within, you know, your contracted period. So they they did not cover themselves in glory. But to post this in a public forum, when you know, just because they have screwed up as well, doesn't mean that they're not getting rid of you for other reasons. Maybe, and we don't know this, maybe she was just really argumentative and not a very pleasant person to work with. If they'd said, if they'd said that, that would, if that was the case, they would have said it. But... Well, if that was... I'll, if, I'll, if I'll, they... I'll, no, but also, but also, I think, would the CEO have ever been made aware of this had it not been for a video? Would he have ever publicly come out and said we got the process wrong and potentially changed the process and made it better. And I think this is why... There is that. Who, ...who are victims of anything. Like, we hear about this all the time from women who are subject to sexual harassment in the workplace or something. And a lot of times they're like, we don't want to come forward because no one will believe us, no one will want to hire us again. You know, all these things that you just pointed out. So I think that's why I think it's very, very brave of her. I think it's a definitely a Billy Big Balls move. We can argue about whether some of the things she could have done better. Did she need to publish it, publish it, publish it publicly? Maybe she should have sent it internally first to Cloudflare saying this is the conversation or what have you. Yes. There's a hundred other things that you could have done. But I think when you look at it holistically, um, I think it was a brave move. I applaud that. If you say she's a villain, even more, I give a double kudos for that then. <laughs> because that's what I do, apparently. Well, start but, digging uh, deep I in your Kujos wallet then. <laughs> I don't um, think she should have done I it. I think like I think Cloudflare sucks. There needs to be more. I think there needs to be more transparency around when people are mistreated or what have you. And yes, I I'm not a big fan of trial by public opinion or trial by yeah. social media per se. But I do believe that sometimes people are left with no alternative than to shine a big light on an injustice in order to protect themselves. Did she get her job back? Or, or... No. No, and she was never going to get her job back. No. But so it wasn't an injustice then? Yeah. If it was an injustice, she would have got her job back, but she didn't. So it wasn't no, an injustice. The US. There's actually <coughs> zero protections. Well, yeah, US. exactly. Yeah. There is that as well, you know. But, yeah. I I don't know. I don't know. I'm normally you know, I I I'm normally on the side of you know the people versus the business but well in fact I'm against both both of them in this instance. I think they both handled the whole situation very badly both Cloud, Cloudflare and uh, and um uh Brittany Peach. Definitely a Billy Big Boys move. Point to mm. 
Oh, Thank you. God damn the you. The adjudicator has spoken. <laughs> Billy Big Balls of the Week. We're not lazy when it comes to researching stories. Nope. We're just energy efficient. Like and subscribe to the Host Unknown podcast for more ESG adjacent tips. All right, let's gonna. We are running out of time. Let's move on really, really quickly to this week's industry news. Or you can say the word. It is that well. time of the show. We <laughs> head over to our new sources over at the InfoSec PA Newswire, who have been very busy bringing us the latest and greatest cruise news from around the globe. Industry news. We completely screwed this up. 1.3 million FNF customers' data potentially exposed in ransomware attack. Industry news. HelloFresh fined £140,000 after sending 80 million spam messages. Industry news. British Library catalogue back online after ransomware attack. Industry news. Senators demand probe into SEC hack after Bitcoin price spike. Industry news. Tool identifies Pegasus and other iOS spyware. Industry news. Mallorca tourist hotspot hit with $11 million ransom demand. Industry news. AI gaming fintech named major cybersecurity threats for kids. Industry news. NCSE builds new Cyber League threat tracking community. Industry news. Iranian fishing campaign targets Israeli Hamas war experts. Industry news. And that was this week's... Industry news. Huge if true. Huge if true. Huge. HelloFresh need to send more yeah. meats other than just spam, I think. Well, I think this is why they're being, being fined, right? It's just, oh, even better. The head of investigations is called Andy Curry. That's brilliant. Okay, we need to investigate. We need to investigate HelloFresh. What do they do? They're a food delivery company, right? We've got just the man for the job. <laughs> uh, so apparently they, they they were found guilty of overwhelming consumers with spam messages. You'd think by now people would know not to do that sort of thing, right? Oh, so do you know what is actually just over in just under a year they sent subscribers seventy nine million emails and one million texts. Wow. And they did not have Given they did not have proper informed consent, it's it's such a fundamental thing, right? Yeah. Dear me. Oh yeah, customers were not suitably informed that their data would continue to be used for marketing purposes for up to twenty four months after cancelling their subscription. Oh. Ah. Ah. Well, they. Oh, dear me. No wonder their prices are going up. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I saw this first story about 1.3 million FNF customers, and I was like, wow, I didn't know that many people bought clothes from Tesco. And <laughs> actually, it's FNF, first. is uh, the Fidelity National Fidelity Financial. Nat- 
Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah. So I got that one wrong. But Who's F and F then from Tesco? Web. They're the clothing brand F and F. Ampersand. Oh really? F ampersand F. Yeah, that's ah. what their clothing line. Is. Oh well, there you go. Look, Clearly, something it's not something day. not something you'll find in Savile Row or anything, Tom. But no. you know, if you go, no, to the Tesco extras. <laughs> do, do do they sell the brand in in um, Fortnum's? <laughs> or, or Harrods? Mm. Yes, yes. Uh, out out back, you can probably find them. Yes. Um, uh, do you know what? I, I was looking at that British Library catalogue back online after ransomware attack, right? And so they actually got hit on the 31st of October last year. Yeah. Oof! And they've been offline. For two their, and a half months. been offline. In, yeah. Well, two months if you take out the Christmas holidays. Oh, of course. Everyone, yeah, everyone yeah, 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 Christmas, yeah. Right? I mean, like, I'm with Brittany on that one, Brittany Peach. It's, it's like, <laughs> the, the Brittany it's like Peach the war, defense. right? <laughs> everyone puts their, their arms down, the hackers switched off for Christmas, <laughs> yeah. and like, yeah. Yeah. It's like during the, the peach, Second World the War, The peach defence, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> was it they stopped fighting on Christmas Day? They, yeah, the, the soldiers played a game like, of football. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's it. But, uh, Maybe that's what Brittany should have done. Look, can we just play a game of soccer about this? Soccer. There's nothing else that's particularly interesting in here. Is there really? Nothing I mean, really interesting. No, really million. scraping the bottom. Yeah, like the tourist hotspot finds you know 111 million ransom demand. It's kind of like they haven't got that kind of money. Yeah, small Spanish island for Christ's sake. Well, they wouldn't be doing shots for like you know uh, five Spanglish. shots for, for five euros, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's not a cash cow. No, we're struggling on this, so I think it's time to move on. That was this week's. Yeah. Industry news. People who prefer other security podcasts are statistically more likely to eject USB devices safely. For those who live life dangerously, you're in good company with the award-winning Host Unknown podcast. All right, Andy, why don't you take us home with this week's... Tweet of the Week. And we always play that one twice. Tweet of the Week. And this week's Tweet of the Week comes from... Well, actually, you know, it, it was going to be Morning Brew uh, on Twitter uh, who posted some uh, stats or metrics that JP Morgan dropped uh, yeah. on the industry. Um, but then as I read it, I saw the responses. Actually, do you know what? The, the responses are better than the, uh, the original tweet. Um, so the original tweet was JP Morgan saying they spend $15 billion annually on IT defence. Um, but that, that's because they experience 45 billion hacker attempts per day. What? 45 billion hacker attempts per day. Is that uh, actually possible? J.P. Morgan. Well, so J.P. Morgan said, yeah, they're making these hackers work for it. And then it turns out, so uh, Dade, uh, at uh, 0xDade, 
he's got the old Bart Simpson meme where he's like writing stuff on the on the on the blackboard, and it says, uh, "Port scans are not cyber attacks." Yeah. <laughs> so if you uh, if you look at these forty five billion attempts per day, and then remove the port scans, you're going to get a very different number. No, no, uh, maybe a billion. Absolutely right to call that out. Maybe a billion. You, that is well. Absurd. If no, these numbers were put together by a Y two K consultant. So <laughs> <must be> <laughs> no, the head of Infosec at JP Morgan, what is an ex Y two K consultant? Yeah, exactly. That's very, very good at justifying his job. No, it's just ridiculous, isn't it? And they, these are sort of numbers that they just like lose meaning. Everything loses meaning. Nothing yeah. seems real, and then everyone's like, "Well, what can we do?" Like you know, but it's yeah. just crap yeah well these are the stats you know i'm just i'm just putting them out there rather than actually here's these are the meaningful stats right excellent thank you andy for this week's tweet of the week and we have crashed into the end of the show at last so um gentlemen thank you so much for your time andy thank you Nope, he's still on mute. Yeah, he's still on mute. It's all right. I, I said, him. stay secure, my friend. Ah, there we go. Blimey. <laughs> Professional all the way through to the end. And Jeff, you know what? It's because you, you, you came to me first. That's the issue. You normally go to the guest first, and then you oh, come I do, to me. Oh, I do, don't I? Uh, well, like yeah. I said, we're professionals all the way around. Jeff, thank you very much for your special guest appearance. Ah, you're welcome. I, as judging by today's episode, I'll have to make a few more appearances <laughs> in the coming weeks and months because this is just atrocious. Same time next year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And Andy, thank you. Stay secure, my friends. Stay secure. You've been listening to the Host Unknown podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, comment and subscribe. If you hated it, please leave your best insults on our Reddit channel. Worst episode ever. R slash smashing security. And we're out. <laughs> Do you know the Duchess is in Argentina, Andy? I heard. She's out yeah. there for it, yeah. She, she doesn't know the Falklands War is over. <laughs> Look, don't, don't put off our international listeners. <laughs>